Hey there, everyone. I am taking a little break for the summer to enjoy myself. I hope you are too. But I didn't want to leave you hanging without some badassery. So for the month of August, I am sharing a few short excerpts, quickies, if you will, from past episodes. So for this first excerpt, I'm going to go back to an episode with Amanda Silver. She shares how she used to be completely reliant on referrals for her business, which I'm sure a lot of people here can relate to. And that meant that she couldn't say no to clients. She kind of had to take what she could get. And she was always scared. She didn't know where her next clients were coming from. And this is a perfect example of how so many business owners I find are operating in default mode. They're operating in a defensive position. When you are relying on referrals, it means that you don't have a system or a way of operating your business so that you know that you can consistently take action to get business. That's what this show is all about, actually. Showing your business who's boss is about flipping the script on your business, in your mind, and saying, wait a second, what do I want this business to look like? Who do I want to work with? How do I want to work with them? Let me get total clarity about how much money I want to make, what I want this all to look like, and how I want to live my life each day, and then put a plan in place to get there. I know that sounds like, yeah, duh, that's just goal setting. But if it's so easy, then why do I find so many entrepreneurs are operating in this default mode where they're always waiting around, hoping that somebody is going to find business for them, where they never know where their next client is coming from. If that's you, it's not your fault. I was in that position too for a very long time because I didn't know what to do. But part of what I didn't know was that you can actually put a plan in place to create the business that you want and then go after it. If you haven't yet taken the Show Your Business Who's Boss crash course, go to my website, piasilva.com, scroll to the bottom and sign up for it and go take it. It is the perfect first step to taking control of your business and conceptualizing. What do I want this to look like? Asking yourself the hard questions, the, the questions you need to ask yourself to stop playing defense and start getting into offense. So sit back and relax and listen to this little clip with Amanda Silver. And I hope this inspires you as you think about where you want your business to go when things ramp up again in the fall while relaxing around the pool and enjoying your favorite summer drink. Cheers. What did you do? to get clients? Why did you feel like you never knew where your next client was coming from? Because you must have been getting clients that whole time. Yeah. So I was getting clients that whole time, but it was all word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And, and so I never felt like I could say no to a client because I really just did not know if it it was just kind of random. Like I, I mean, not, it's not random. I did good work. Mm-hmm. And so people referred me to other people and that's how I started mm-hmm. to build my be- my base over time but there was no there was no pathway for people to find me really and I I didn't have a system or a structure to actually bring people so I had this orientation towards my work that was here I am here's what I do and I I have to say yes to whoever actually reaches out to me now fortunately a lot of people I was very excited to say yes to, but case in point, I think around the time that I found you and your work, I also was realizing a good portion, I would say probably about 50% of my work for a good amount of time, like the first 
five years, my practice was focused on strategic planning. And I had this epiphany as I was um, beginning to think more and more about what it meant to be an entrepreneur and to do the things that I really loved and only do those things and continue to refine my offerings so that I was really focused on that. I had this epiphany that I actually did not like strategic planning. Hmm. <laughs> it actually, was like, I was, I was in a client's retreat that I was facilitating. It was going very well. We were on day two and I had just given directions to everybody in the room to do an exercise. And as I was sitting there watching them all do the exercise, I thought the thought that I had running through my head was, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> and, and then I thought, well, what, what does that mean? If I don't do strategic planning, how am I going to bring more of the stuff that I really love to do, the leadership development training work and the executive coaching work into and the organizational change work into my orbit? And that was around the time that I um, got to know you and your material. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah. so, so really, like, I, I was filled with fear to, like, I felt like I can't not do strategic planning because it's such a big portion of my portfolio and it's what I need to do to make the most money. It makes me the most money. But as a result of going through your approach, one of the things I realized is I can start to build out what I really want and be very proactive about searching out clients that are looking for leadership development and coaching and organizational change work. And as I moved myself in that direction, I know this sounds kind of crazy, but it hadn't occurred to me that I could be proactive and draw people mm. into my orbit. I started doing strategic planning because it was something that I had done before and it seemed like it was an easy way for me to build my business. So it helped me refine and actually take steps to make my business more a reflection of what I truly loved and wanted to be doing. And that keeps shifting, which is exciting because now when I as I pay attention to what is it that I want to be doing, I actually have the tools and the mindset and the skill set to say, okay, like maybe it's time for me to reduce coaching by a certain amount so that I could increase more of this. So I keep I keep doing that now. And it's it's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> it's very it's a very different way of looking at business. Like I feel very confident now that I can actually do that. And before I felt like I was just at the whim of whoever made referrals on my behalf to me. Not that I'm incredibly very, very grateful for all the referrals that I did get. But now I can actually say with confidence to somebody who wants to do strategic planning with me, no, actually, I'm not doing that anymore. But here are three people that I can recommend to you. And I don't feel guilty or afraid or anything about it. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. A bigger shift than I even realized. <laughs> really? Wow. No, yeah, it's, no, really, it's, it's very long, long it's, time ago. <laughs> yeah. So now, I mean, over the last two years, it's been so much more about looking at what I love doing and figuring out how to package it and raise my rates around it. I think the other one of the other big epiphanies I had was that I didn't do coaching a lot because it didn't pay as much as my oh, really? consulting. And one day you said to me, well, let's figure out how to make it as valuable as some of your other work. And that was, that was like a big eye opener for me. So 
Wow. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. And I want to talk about the money stuff because you've done such a great job with that. And everyone, like everyone has the, you know, similar issues in different ways, myself included. But I would love to know what, because that's a pretty big shift going from feeling like you're at the whim of referrals and you can't say no to things to focusing and feeling confident saying no to the strategic planning stuff. What do you think happened that got you to that comfort level, to that next place? I would say a couple things. One is that I know for myself whenever I take a leap into what, I mean, for me, it felt like the unknown. It's not the unknown for someone else. But Mm -hmm. whenever I take big risks, what helps me is surrounding myself with badass friends and colleagues and coaches and um, like anything I could get my hands on to nurture and support me during that time. So I would say I, my friend, our friend, Julia Pimsler is a key mentor for me also and has been a champion for me all across the way. And at this time, I specifically reached out and said, I need like, please help me make, help me know that I'm on the right track. And she just was like, yeah, you go for it. And then reading is really helpful for me too. Like finding examples of people who have made the leap and succeeded is super helpful for me. So that's just kind of on a personal level, like I surround myself and that I do that every time I take a big risk or what feels like a really big risk in my personal life or business life or whatever. The other thing I did was I started to I started to post on social media which I can't say I have a very robust uh, right now I'm not posting at all because I took a little bit of a hiatus to 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 figure out what my strategy is but I started I started being proactive so I started posting on LinkedIn and Facebook and letting people and that was super helpful like people that have been in my orbit for a while, but I hadn't talked to for many years, started reaching out. I, I got at least three or four people who reached out to me. It turned into business because they were like, wow, you're on fire. I see you're like always researching things and posting them. And I want to talk to you about what you're doing right now and see if you can do something for my organization. So just being seen by them. Totally. Just being yeah. seen on LinkedIn. LinkedIn primarily was really, yeah. has been really helpful for me. I also started experimenting. I, I didn't have an email list at the, right. before then. So I started to build my email list, which was super helpful. Every time I sent out an email or send out an email to folks, I usually get one or two inquiries, super, super helpful. And they're awesome inquiries because they're focused, like people are drawn to whatever I've written and what I'm writing is stuff that I'm really interested in and care about. So it becomes kind of this self-selecting funnel that draws people to want to talk about the things that I'm already thinking about. So that's been huge. And then another big thing that I did, and I'm looking to gear up and start doing it again, is I hosted a webinar, a free webinar. And I did a ton of outreach to everybody in my network, every... Every one of my prior clients, everyone on my very small email list, all of my friends outside of Facebook and, and LinkedIn. And I, I was expecting that I would get about 30 people for this webinar. I ended up with 
over 100 people registering for it, and then 80 people attended. And that was also really, I mean, it was critical for building my list. Like overnight, I doubled my list because of all the people that signed up for the webinar. But it also forced me to like get really clear about what the content was that I wanted to be sharing with the world and putting the content out. I was very used, I am very used to, and I'm very good at delivering leadership development content. It's usually my clients that are asking me for like, we want to, we want to be here. What can you do to help us get there? And then I design it. And I have not, up until that webinar, I had not actually put anything out just into the universe on my own. And it was so scary. I remember. I was so freaked out about this webinar. It was very interesting because I think it was just like pushing against a limiting belief and mindset thing about like, am I good enough to put out this on my own? Like if someone isn't hiring me to do it, why, like, who am I to be doing it? I obviously like I have so much background and experience in this stuff. So I don't know. It's not like logical stuff that creeps up, but the the limiting belief stuff, but it it really like there was something that it was it was a um threshold for me putting putting the content out there. But the webinar was very successful and it also led to a number of new clients over the following year. I, I think all this stuff is planting seeds, right? So mm-hmm. like the more that I can plant seeds proactively using my own content and being connected to what I'm really feeling passionate about, the more that gets mirrored back to me in terms of what people are um, contacting me about. Show Your Business Who's Boss is produced by Yellow House Media. Production coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Steve Wasterball. Our theme music is Glass Prisms by Western Runners. Thank you.